Welcome, everybody, to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. And today we're going to do a relatively short Answering Atheist Objections, Part 9, I believe. We're almost done with this series, but I still have some more objections I want to cover. And today I'm going to do things a bit differently. So on on YouTube, a lot of times I'll respond to comments and stuff about uh, religion, as you guys know. Um, and one person actually started responding, and we got into a little bit of a debate. So it was on a, a Richard Dawkins video, and what I said is, I absolutely love listening to this man. I'm a Christian, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate people like Dr. Dawkins. He challenges my beliefs and ultimately helps me learn more about science and religion. And then this dude, agnostic atheist, responds and said, what keeps you believing in God? So, of course, I had to respond, and I said, agnostic atheist, what keeps me believing in God is the absolute beauty of the universe and life. I I think everything uh, shows that there is a designer behind it, and that's as simple as I can put it. And he responded, argument from fine-tuning it is then. The more you understand about the you." the universe and life around you, the less you try to insert an entity uh, behind it. So this tells me that you don't know a lot about evolution, physics, or chemistry. We do have a lot. We do have natural explanations for many things. And see, I hate it when atheists do this because they take a faith position in a sense that science will eventually figure it out. And I later admit that science will probably have a naturalistic explanation, but that still doesn't rule out the possibility of a creator to guide that naturalistic explanation. Uh, Nothing comes from nothing. Something comes from something. The, the absolute illogical beliefs that atheists have, and they claim to be logical just because some scientists believe it, it's absolutely astounding that they have this much faith in science to do this. So I responded, I don't have a good understanding of physics or chemistry, but I do know a lot about evolution, as, you, as the audience knows. Uh, these things explain how things work, but can't explain the origin of those things. To be clear, I'm not using God of the gaps, but instead I tend to say that using reason, I come to the conclusion that since the universe appears to be designed, then there should be a designer. And he responds, if you understand evolution, then how can you find design in evolution? Everything works according to the laws of physics, so it is the core of your argument that the laws are designed. That made no sense. Because the laws are descriptive, not prescriptive. So, again, he does not understand the reasoning that I use, and most atheists don't because it's too basic, I guess, for them. A five-year-old can understand the things that I say. If there is design, then logically you conclude there's a designer. Evolution is a very simple process, but what started it all? Naturalistic explanations have never came up with something so complicated as Uh, making a cell from random proteins or random chemicals, in a sense, which is what would have happened back all those billions of years ago in the first uh, water. The the theory is that somehow, some way, the proteins and the right chemicals came together and, and created the DNA and the cell and so on and so forth. That doesn't make any sense. And I will explain why right here. 
I responded back with, because when you get down to the molecular level and see how complex all the organelles and things are, then you realize that this couldn't have just sprung up from natural processes. And he responds, complexity does not equal design. Eh, it kind of does. Design has to be demonstrated before you before it's rational to say that something is design. You don't recognize design by looking at something. Yeah, you do. You recognize it through evidences and comparing it to something that naturally that is that's naturally occurring. Well, that's the whole argument, isn't it? Is the nature that we see around us designed? It pretty it looks like it. It really does. Because whenever you just put a leaf under a microscope and you see all the complex cells that have worked together to form the veins and the veins carrying the nutrients to the different parts of the of the leaf and the photosynthesis and all these complex processes that they just say oh it evolved over time i have a really a real struggle believing in that and then i then i quoted him complexity doesn't equal design it may not a hundred percent mean that it's designed however it's less likely that something as complex as a cell comes up by natural causes and he said you can't determine probability for something you haven't demonstrated to exist that that's not how it works. The chances that a cell forms through abiogenesis or something is 100% because it happened. Well, obviously, it happened, but how did it happen? What's the explanation for it? He did not provide a single proof. He just gave me reasons why I just shouldn't accept the evidence for God, why I should just have some faith in naturalism and atheistic biological processes. And I responded back, well, yes, there's no naturalistic explanation. Oh, well, yes, but there's no naturalistic explanation for that first cell. I'm not implying that there won't be in the end. I just don't think it's very likely for that first cell to form with any guidance. And it has ended there. I'm not going to continue this conversation because it, it's a pointless conversation. This person has already made up his mind about the existence of God. But I just want anybody here who's questioning the existence of God, just look at the basic facts of DNA, of cells, of organisms, and just look at the complex biological processes that it takes for them to work. Like there are many things that I struggle with in the evolutionary theory. For example, the first multicellular life appeared around 900 million years ago. Why would the cells start working together? Why would the single cell organisms start working to create multicellular organisms. What was the purpose? What was the change in the DNA? And when did this start happening exactly? There's no transitional fossil evidence for that. There are certain things I struggle with the theory of evolution, but that still doesn't deny me the fact of believing in evolution. It just simply means there's more questions there. And I do not put God in the gaps there, but I do say that there has to be a mind behind it because there's absolutely no reason why single cell organisms that have been doing the same thing for what at that time two almost three billion years why would they all of a sudden uh start working together to create multicellular organisms and then you have the cambrian explosion which i don't like it when creationists uh bring up this argument because it's a really false argument as a period of 20 million years where all of a sudden a bunch of complex life just popped up and you see no transition from it from uh, the simple multicellular organisms to the complex multicellular organisms. And we'll, we'll discuss more of this as the podcast goes on, of course, and as we do more on evolution just to understand it. But 
it's really when you really look at the grand scope of things, it is really, really hard to say that there was no one that designed it, and there is no entity that had to help guide this. Because, see, nature is a very complex thing, and it's very fragile, and it's very beautiful. And the reason is because there had to be someone uh, to guide the processes of it. And I'll go in and there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Common Sense Christianity. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. And also, we have an Instagram account now at commonsensechristianity. And I think that is about it. Until next time, God bless you. I'm Ethan Foster here with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always. And we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it. And frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you.